0: Money. You can't really get through life without it. Some people use it to define success. Others use it to attain freedom. Whatever your motivation, you need to know how to earn it, how to use it and how to grow it.
1: At Tilly Money, our aim is to build the financial strength of women. And this season, we're taking it to the next level by empowering you with practical wealth building tips and strategies to help you become financially independent. From
0: money to beauty to health stories, we're also going to be talking to women about the inspirational journeys they have taken to motivate you on your path towards success in all areas of your life. This is Tilly Money. Hello and welcome to today's episode on how to start a business. My name's Jess and I'm part of the team here at Tilly Money. As promised, this season we're going to give you more educational episodes where we talk to experts and decode tricky financial terms. This week, I'll be turning the tables and interviewing our founder, Maureen Jordan. As always, we want to bring you what you want to hear, so if you have any topics that you want to learn more about, you can message us on Instagram at tilly.money or email us at info at So let's get into the episode. So Maureen, during coronavirus, I saw a lot of my network made redundant, essentially forcing them into going out on their own and starting their own business. I've wanted to ask you about this as I know it's something that I've thought about and something that so many others have considered. So apart from running your own business for more than 25 years, I know you've written several business books, including Small Business Startup Guide, published by Alan and Unwin. My first question for you is, where do I start? Should I go out on my own or into business
1: with a friend? Well, Jess, they're really good questions because there's no place to start better than starting at the very beginning. And before you even think about that, and you've kind of alluded to it, it's a really good idea to read up about things like this. And I wrote that small business startup guide with Peter Switzer quite a few years ago. And business has changed a lot over that time. You know, there are more online businesses, but the principles of business don't change. You know, the things that you have to learn about, you know, accounting, the things you have to learn about marketing, they're a little bit different, but basically still the same. So if I gave anyone starting a business, a first tip, it would be read and learn as much as you can. And you've alluded to that there. But you actually said that you have friends that have gone into business and whatever, and you might even consider going into a business with a friend. And I'm not a negative person. But the second bit of advice I'd give to anyone is think really, really carefully before you go into a business with a friend. Because I've seen so many businesses, not only the business break up, but what's even sadder is the friendship can break up because most people aren't in business with friends, you know, friends or family. I mean, it can be typical, but most people start off a business by themselves. When you bring friendship or family into the equation, it can really mess things up badly because you start thinking, I'm working harder than she is. I've contributed more. All of these things naturally go on in business because you have to work really, really hard, you know, not only you work really hard in business for many years, but in those years of startup, it's so tough. As I said, I would never discourage anyone from going into business on their own, but I would have those caveats. You know, if you really want to start a business, go out on your own. It might. I've heard people say, nope we're really, really good friends, nothing will, we get on so well, we've not, and then I see them a couple of years later, and I'm not going to say I told you so, because you got to have a go, but gee, it's sad when you say, oh, we don't talk to each other anymore. Yeah, so.
0: I suppose that's the whole don't mix pleasure with
1: business. Totally, totally, Jess, that's exactly what it is. And things come into the equation, a lot of it's around money, but sometimes is oh, they've gone out, you know, she's gone out Thursday, Friday, Saturday night and I've been stuck at home. You just really feel like you're carrying, people feel like you're carrying most of the load and the friendship really starts to bend and wane.
0: So let's say that I did decide to make this plunge. What industry do you think that I should consider or what business venture should I take? Like there's a lot of choice out there.
1: There is a lot of choice, but what really drives a person into business in the first place is that they're really, really good at something. Or even the idea that they might have usually comes about, take Can, for example, that wonderful business that was started um, by a woman, you know, it's a $20 billion business now, you know, and that person, no doubt, at least one of them would have had a design background. You know, they would have been wonderful at design. And they mix that with someone who either themselves or someone else who had an IT background and bingo. You know, it's it usually, the idea usually comes from something in the first place that you really like to do yourself or you're good at. And whoever you pal up with along the way, you'll bring all those additional strengths to the table. So it's really hard to say, what kind of business should I start? Because the seed of that comes usually from within inside a person. But let's say that that doesn't happen. Well, what you've got to do then is you've got to really look around you. Take a walk around your suburb. Take a walk around the city. You know, go online and see where there's a gap in the market. You know, see if people are doing things, but they're not doing them really well. Or, you know, take after pay. Like, where did that idea come from? Well, there was an old type of um, after pay called lay-by. You know, and that's when you might know from your parents or your grandparents, they used to actually pay something off, as they went it's the difference was they didn't get the good or the good you know whether that be a dress or pair of shoes they couldn't get that and take it home and delight in wearing it until after they'd made all the payments now someone Anthony Eisen who started it you know we know him someone's come along and said let's look at lay by differently let's turn that around and okay you can buy it now and then you can pay it off as you go which is the exact opposite of lay by but lay-by was probably the gem that made them think about how can we do something different? So you've got to look around you, look at the market, see where there's a gap, and if you're really good in that gap area, then you go for it.
0: So instead of building upon an idea, what if I bought an up-and-running business? Would buying a franchise like Boost Juice or F45 Gym be the way to go?
1: Well, it can be. Um, in the case, again, um, uh, Robbie Deutsch, you know, he started Franchise, somebody, somebody else we know. And uh, Robbie Joyce, uh, Robbie Deutsch was um, a, a fitness fanatic himself. So that's where that idea came from. You know, Robbie, there was no muscle in Robbie's body that wasn't super toned, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, he took risks and he started them himself. But for someone might come along, and I've known people who have bought F45 franchises, they're not that expensive. But the difference is... When it's your own idea, you model and shape it the way you want to. When it's a franchise, you have to follow the franchise rules. Now, for some people, franchising is perfect because they're probably not very good at systems. And in a business, you should understand that systems and processes drive the business. But um, they're not very good at that or they're not very good at, you um, you know, dealing with um, Suppliers—they're great with customers. So, say for example, you had a Jamaica Blue coffee shop. You know, you might be fantastic with customers—that's where your strength is. Not very good at suppliers. Not very good at working out um, menus. Don't really understand how to do—you know—the whole process and system things. Jamaica Blue comes along, or an F45, and it's perfect for you because all the processes and the systems and all the background complexities are done for you, and all you've got to do is run the thing. And if you're great with customers, bingo. The only thing is they're expensive. And for someone who's young and starting up, as I said, F45 isn't all that expensive to buy as a franchise, but someone starting up often doesn't have a lot of money. So they might have to start up a small gym or train people in a park first just to get used to the idea of not being employed. So you might go out and do some kind of Um, coaching business training business first just to get a feel for it and then if you save up then you might go and buy an f45 franchise it's got all the rules and processes in place so it's easier but you do work within rigid confines and if you're not a person that likes that you don't buy a franchise
0: Mm -hmm. okay I think you definitely hit the nail on the head there with the uh, finances that was my next question how exactly should I go about this financially
1: Well, uh, people who start a business often don't have a lot of money. And I know that people have run up credit cards. I know people that have had a swag of credit cards and just maxed them out trying to put every expense possible because it takes a fair bit of money with the startup costs. It also then you can't guarantee that you're going to be paid straight away. So the best thing is if you're thinking about going out in a business on your own, start saving now. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to get money from the banks. Banks love things that are often called bricks and mortar. They'll lend you money as long as you've got a house or some kind of property to actually give them in exchange for the loan. So they'll take that as security. Sometimes you can't even easily get a business overdraft because, to be honest, Jess, and again, I don't want to be negative. But a lot of people start up businesses. It seems like a great idea. You're your own boss. You don't have to follow other people's rules. It sounds wonderful. The unfortunate thing is a lot of businesses fail Mm
0: -hmm. and a lot of
1: people get burnt along the way. Um, And again, that doesn't mean that you should ever give up your dream and your hope of being in your own business, but you've got to be really realistic. If you were thinking of starting a business, start putting aside money now. Mm -hmm. It's almost like if you were thinking of buying a home, save for your deposit. could almost equate the business get a deposit get some money in the bank that you know that you can use that for all your startup costs and also you can pay yourself because people don't pay you as quickly as you have to pay other people you know you just it's just not easy to get money in particularly in those first two years you're learning everything else and then you've got to be a debt collector there's a lot of stuff to do so franchise can be great Um, borrowing money, you can get that if you've got bricks and and, uh, mortar. If you've got really good family backing, they might, you know, put some money up. Or you might even do things like go to um, a venture capitalist and you might say, I've got this fabulous idea. I've done my business plan. I've done my marketing plan. And you might be lucky enough to say, look, I'll give you 10% of the business if you put X thousand dollars on the table. That could be a way of getting funding, but also remember too, they own a part of your business and therefore you're answerable to them. At some stage, they're going to want to return on the money that they lend you.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by our principal partner, Mortgage Choice.
1: For almost 30 years, Mortgage Choice and its national network of mortgage brokers have been helping Australians just like you realise their property ownership goals. They put your best interests as their top priority because they work for you, not lenders. Whether you are looking to buy your first home or investment property, or want to refinance an existing home loan to get a better deal, let a Mortgage Choice Broker answer all your questions, show you what's available and do the legwork for you. Visit mortgagechoice.com.au or call 13 77 62 to speak to your local broker today.
0: There's definitely a lot to learn. Um, And unlike you, Maureen, I unfortunately don't have a law degree under my belt. So that whole side of the business really does confuse me. Who exactly would I need to speak to regarding being legally compliant?
1: Okay. So, you know, Jess, I have got a law degree, as you just said, you know, I'm a solicitor by profession and I'm going to be honest with you, it didn't help me one bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because as a solicitor, you know, I have would have work to do, you know, doing wills or doing conveyancing, you know, doing litigating, you know, defending people in court. Uh, That doesn't teach me much about running a business. If anything, you're often inside someone else's business. So you know about the law, but you don't really know about the fundamentals of running it. Also too, when you're starting up a business, I don't think you necessarily have to, and apologies to my lawyer friends, my solicitor friends, I don't think I'd go to a solicitor to start up a business. I think that your first port of call would be to an accountant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my best friend when I started years ago was my accountant. I spent extra money there because I wanted to get things right from the start. And the accountant can help say, you might decide, you've got. To, they'll say to you, well, okay, you need for tax purposes and for structure purposes, what kind of business are you going to start up? Are you going to be a sole trader? Are you going to operate on your own? Are you going to be a partnership? And as I've already said, Jess, be careful of partnerships, you know, Mm -hmm. that they, they can be dicey and tricky. Should you be a company? Well, there's costs in running a company. Go to an accountant, put it all on the table, Have a list of questions when you go in and get their advice. And if you're going to be a company, for example, they can buy a shelf company for you. It's again, it's an outlay. You know, I think it's about $1,500 to get the company set up. So, you know, it's a significant cost. But let the accountant help you in all those regards. Let them help you register a business name. Ask them, you know, what are the main things I have to do? I don't have a lot of cash. What do I legally have to do to be compliant? And so my port of call would be the more than the solicitor. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. So it's all starting to sort of piece together. Let's say that I am ready to take the plunge and I've got my business type and my name confirmed. What would be the next step?
1: Okay. So you've got your business name and you've got all your things ready to go. Um, Don't forget that you might want to say, for example, have a purely online business. So not only would you have to get your business name, done, you're also wanting your domain name. So you can go to Net Registry or GoDaddy, Um, not an expensive outlay, but make sure that you get your your domain name secured and get some variations of it as well. So maybe not just the .com.au. You might be super successful. Go for .com as well, if you can, you know, go for a few variations on that. So you make sure that you've got this really good business and then someone else comes along and says, oh, yeah, but, you know, I I own your domain name or I own a variation of it. Make sure that you get all of those things fundamentally right. Now, the federal government and indeed some state governments, if you go to their website and it would be business.gov.au, that would be the federal government site, they actually have all the lists of things that you need on these checklists. And they're fantastic, you know. Very rarely do I go into government sites, but you you know, you should go to these ones because they'll give you um, you can load down ebooks and they'll tell you everything that you need to do. You can print out a checklist and take that along to the accountant and say, How many of these things can you do for me? How many can I do for myself? I am a startup. I'm wanting to keep my costs low. So can you tell me that are things that I have to pay you for with a smile and what I can, what I can easily do myself just to keep costs down? If they're smart and they're, they see you as someone being successful, you're going to be a good client down the track. So they should give you a lot of help during these first one or two years in particular.
0: Okay, this is a lot of great information to consider before I do take that first step. But do you have any additional
1: tips for me that I haven't mentioned? I think that um, a really important thing in business is to get a mentor, and you can get a virtual mentor as well. Go and find out how other people did it. You may um, join a network group, and there's a lot of them out there. You know, If you're a company, you're Australian Institute of Company Directors, there's a whole lot of business networking groups, You know, entrepreneurs organization, the Executive Connection, there's so many. They have pretty big fees attached to them, but the network, the people that you get to know, you know, during the course of you being involved in those network groups, it's priceless. If you can't afford those really good networks, Jess... You can do a virtual network. There's so much information online. You know, watch videos by Janine Ellis of Boost Juice, so, such an inspirational person. You know, go and find out, read articles about how Afterpay started. Talk about, um, go and see if you can find out about the story of Zip, which is a competitor of Afterpay in this very building. I mean, there's great stories. These people often are interviewed in articles or interviewed in podcasts. They've got so much to give. You know, you spend some time, you know, down dabbling in, listening to these stories, and let these people become a virtual network for you. And then, as I said earlier... Go and see if you can find a mentor. You'd be surprised. A lot of people don't have a lot of time, but you'd be surprised. Some people are so generous with their time, particularly if they're successful themselves. Particularly, particularly if they're, a, say, a Telstra Women in Business Award winner. You know, they love giving back because somewhere along the line, someone has helped them. Telstra Awards for example that's another good area that you can get exposure for free because they have a division I think it's still current I used to be a judge of those awards they have a division for you know the best startup you know imagine winning that you Mm -hmm. know as long as you've got a good idea as long as you can tell your story as long as you've kept going for a certain period of time I think it's 18 months, you know, as long as you've been in business for that, imagine entering into that network, that alumni group. We had all those women around who really do focus on helping others. But summing it up, you've just got to do a lot of time with the groundwork and learn as much as you can, network as much as you can, read as much as you can, and before you take the dive and spend your hard-earned dollars you know, you could jump in, you could be success. And I really hope that anyone listening to this has every success, but you don't want to burn money, particularly if you're young, spend some time researching and learning, and then take a dive with knowledge.
0: I suppose with the the networking point, it's like that old saying, it's not always about what you know, it's who you know. And Mm. it's interesting to hear all this, but, um, Thank you for letting me pick your brain. This has been a great conversation and I think there's a lot of information to digest and implement and I look forward to talking to you about the next topic.
1: I'd love to do that. That'd be great. Look forward to it then, Jess. Thank you. Thanks, Maureen.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. To keep up to date with all of our content, follow us on Instagram at tilly.money. Thanks to Ixon for our intro music.